Hello, everyone. This is Michael Fanning with Ask a Windermere Coach. And on occasion, I'll be joined by Nick Hansen, Doug Simcock, and Eric Thompson. On this podcast, we want to talk about how to create great work-life balance and epic customer service in the real estate industry. We hope you enjoy our podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everyone. This is Michael Fanning, and welcome to Ask Winnemere Coach. This is our coaching podcast where we tackle some of your toughest real estate questions, and we try to provide you with detailed answers and proven solutions. Some of the biggest challenges we face uh, today as realtors. And so today, I want to talk about communication. And I want to talk about communication because this came up uh, quite a few times in some of our coaching calls this week about people who maybe are struggling with uh, maybe making phone calls, they're struggling with uh, how they communicate. Um, and so I just want to go through some strategies that can help you to maybe become a better communicator, to realize maybe where right now you're not having success in communicating and you can solve some of these uh, challenges, and then to give you some ideas uh, to move forward. And uh, most of this we're talking about comes from uh, when we coach. It also comes from the philosophy of Ninja. I have to give credit to Larry Kindle and some of these things that I'm going to talk about today. Um, and if you want to find out more about some of the items too, you can also read Larry Kindle's book, Ninja Selling. Uh, some of these strategies are mapped out very clearly in there as well. Uh, I also am going to pull in some things from uh, people like Chris Voss from uh, the book, Never Split the Difference. Uh, he's got some good ideas too. So let's talk about uh, the first one is this, is so many times and uh, I don't want to discredit anybody else who teaches uh, in the real estate world in terms of how we go out and get business, but I will tell you there's a lot of people who look at a database or look at a human being or look at a client as a transaction, and I think that's not right. I think that we have to shift how we see things. We have to move our perception from you are a transaction to you are a relationship because it totally changes the way we see that individual. And uh, Dr. Wayne uh, Dyer said this, he says, change the way you see things and the things you see change. And so if I'm focusing on you as a relationship, then that's all about you. When I'm focusing on you as a transaction, that's all about me. And I can't have successful communication when I'm focusing on me. I can have successful communication when I focus on you. So the first item here when we talk about communicating is how are you looking at individuals as relationships and saying to yourself, how can I engage them in their life? How can I meet them where they are? How can I find out what's happening in their life and have conversations around that because it's meaningful? So that's number one. So the first thing I want you to think about is how many of you look at your database and go, well, where's my next transaction? Or how many of you look at your database and say, who, am I, who can I build a better relationship with today? Because that's what it boils down to. And by the way, transactional-minded people are short game individuals. Relationship-minded people are long game. If you want to think about the book from Simon Sinek, The Finite Game and The Infinite Game, 
I want you to think about that. In fact, the other day, you know, uh, I put a post up on my Facebook from Simon Sinek where he said, hey, guess what? We are all human beings and business is about relationships, not transactions. The transactions are the product of solid relationships. All right. So that's number one. Number two, when you're communicating with somebody, what are you listening for? How well do you listen? Right. Do you are you fully engaged? I loved it. Um, you know, when you don't talk, you learn a lot. <laughs> and I, I think it is even uh, I think it was um, I forget who had this quote, but they said, you know, when you're talking, you're only stating things you already know. But when you listen, you learn. And so how many of you when you're having a conversation with somebody, are you listening? And, and, and the critical part to this is you're listening for two things. I'm listening for somebody who has pain possibly in their life. And I'm listening for somebody who has pleasure in their life. And then I want to have a conversation about those topics that relate to them, not about me. And one of the great places I got to tell you is to find this out is to simply um, go online, right? Go online, go to Facebook, go to social media. It's amazing what people will post today, right? And they're just telling you their pain and pleasure points. And those are great starting points for conversations. Um, an example I use is a dear friend of mine. His name is Phil. Uh, and uh, Phil uh, recently in this cold snap that we had, unfortunately had some pipes break and had some serious water damage to his house. So that's pain, right? That's a, that's a pain point. So my question to myself is, how might I be able to provide value or just have a conversation around that and see if everything's okay, if things are moving forward and talk about it? Um, I also know that Phil bought a drum set right? So Phil's got a new set of drums and he's been playing them. That's pleasure. I'm a drummer. He's drumming. How might we have a conversation around that and what might that look like? So I want you to think about the last time you spoke with somebody where you're looking at them saying, oh my gosh, well, they're a transaction. And by the way, I don't call Phil and say, oh my gosh, uh, your pipes burst. You guys need to sell your house. Do you know anybody else who had their pipes burst and need to sell their house? Are you thinking about selling anytime soon? Right? And I know there's schools out there and there's, there's, there's people who will, will try to teach that, but that doesn't feel good, right? It just doesn't feel right. It's not who I am. I want to engage in the relationship. Um, so number two is what are you listening for? And by the way, are you making a note? Because here's what I will tell you. Um, you want to build on your conversations for stronger relationships. So if I had a conversation this week with a friend of mine about something going on in their life and I speak with him two weeks later, I want to remember that. I want to build on that conversation. I want to build on, I want to check in. How are things going? Oh, you know what? Last time we talked, oh my gosh, you were so excited because your daughter was going to college. So where did she end up going? Where did, where, where, where did she go? Help me understand. Oh my gosh, she went to Oregon. She's, oh my gosh, she's going to be a duck. Well, do you have any duck t-shirts? So when you go on a parent's day, I don't. Watch your mail. I'm sending you one. Do you see what I'm saying? It's about relationships. So the pain and pleasure is the big one. Number three, all right? Number three, time of possession. What does that mean? That means how much you talk and how much they talk. And when they're talking, what are they talking about? And when you're talking, what are you talking about? So if I pick up the phone and I'm having a conversation with you and it's all me doing and I'm doing all the talking, so I have the time of possession, that's not going to be a great call for you. 
<clears throat> versus if I pick up the phone, <clears throat> excuse me, and I call you and I ask questions about you and I let you have the time of possession, you're going to come back and say, that was the best conversation I ever had. In fact, I've had people that I, I've, I've tried this with, right, where I have just listened intently and said very little. And they'll say to somebody, oh, my gosh, it was such a great lunch I had. Um, you know, it was, I just felt so listened, so heard, excuse me. And versus if you're the person that does all the talking. And the key to that in time possession, the other one is this, is your next question, and I'm going to say this very clearly, your next question should be embedded in their last answer. So as they're talking and they're, they're giving you, a, giving you uh, some information and you hear them, then that builds your next question. And so the conversation builds on itself based on them. Uh, the other thing that I think is very important is when somebody tells you a story, whether it be a painful story or a pleasure, pleasure story, do not think that you now have to dig back into your archive of your world and tell them a story that relates, but it's your story that relates to the story they just told you. Nobody likes that. You know, well, well, you know, we, uh, we, unfortunately we, our dog passed away. Oh my gosh. Well, let me tell you when my dog passed away. Nobody wants to, I, I don't care about when your dog passed away. I want you to hear about why my dog passed away. I want you to hear my pain and I want you to be in the presence of that pain. But so many times what we do is we have what I call me monsters and me monsters are people who want to talk about themselves and they don't have a really good listening skill. You know, my dad would always say to me, son, you have two ears and one mouth for a reason. You should listen more than you talk, right? So, so number three is time of possession. And uh, again, don't be a me monster. And you should be asking questions about them. Uh, number four, give them a feeling of significance. Significance means that you listen to their story. You don't try to fix things or try to one-up them, but you listen and you engage in that world. So if it's something that they did, but that, that was fun, then you would, you would say, oh my gosh, that sounds so terrific. So tell me what was the best part about it, right? And you're letting them tell the story or that sounds, oh, that sounds so difficult. I'm so sorry. Is there anything I can do? Is there anything you need, right? Give them the feeling of significance and provide some form of value, right? Create a way to provide value. And so let's just, let's just kind of dial this back. Let's dial this back to just our world of real estate. So let's say, for example, that I, uh, I'm going to have an open house, I'm going to have an open house on Sunday. So one of the things that I might do, and this happens a lot of times with people who are, uh, I don't even know, right? So I'm, I'm having a conversation with somebody I don't know. So let's say on Wednesday, I decide to door knock to 15 of the neighbors around my open house. And my goal is to have them put a face to the sign, right? To the name on the sign. My goal is to have them engage with me in, in, in a pleasant way. My goal is to give value to them, right? And to give and to invite them to something. So uh, we're gonna use a technique that we teach in Ninja and it's called the three-step greeting process. And the three-step greeting process goes like this. I enroll you, right? And there's an enrollment. And enrollment is always a question, right? So the question is, it allows you to respond to me. And then there's acknowledgement. I acknowledge something. Maybe that's a thank you, or it could be a compliment. And then I typically would then introduce myself. And so I'm going to kind of walk you through what that would sound like. And the whole reason and the science behind this is that 
all of us have this brain and there's a part of our brain called the amygdala and we have this scanner and the scanner has been hardwired going way, way, way back to just scan our world. And it's scanning every three to five seconds and it's just making a, a, an observation and it's observing, are we safe or are we in danger? Are we safe or are we in danger? Now, that observation of being in danger a long, long time ago was very critical because it could mean death. In today's world, it can just mean annoyance, or it can mean that I don't feel good, or this situation isn't good for me. And so the scanner says, danger, danger, danger. I'll give you an example. You go into a department store to buy something, and somebody approaches you and says, hey, how are you today? Can I help you? And we immediately say, no, thank you, just looking. It's because our scanner said, danger, salesperson, step away. So our kind way of pushing them away from us is to say, no, thank you, just looking. So when you engage with individuals, no matter who they are, my question I have for all of you is how many of you are potentially setting off their danger scanner versus how many you're setting off their I'm safe scanner. And so our three-step process that we talk about allows that scanner to stay in a safe mode and not switch over to a danger mode. So let me just kind of walk you through this. So let's say that I'm, I'm door knocking. And, and by the way, before I do my door knocking, I have prepared a very nice uh, personalized invitation to the open house for the first 45 minutes that are just for the neighbors. I've also attached a one page, just a quick one page synopsis of what's going on with the equity in their home as of right now. All right, and those are the two things I have with me. So I would knock on the door and they'd open up the door and I would enroll them. I'd say, oh my gosh, how are you today? And they would say, oh, fine. How are you? I said, terrific. I would say, you know what? Um, thank you so much for, for coming to the door. Uh, my name is Michael Fanning. I'm with Winnemere Real Estate. And my purpose today is just to let you know, it's just informational, is that we have uh, the Joneses home is going to be an open house this weekend. Uh, and there's been, I, you, maybe you've been walking by, you've seen the sign in the yard, that's my sign. Uh, and we're going to be holding it open this weekend. But I wanted to just invite you, because what we like to do with all of our clients is we like to hold the first 45 minutes of the open house open for the neighbors. You know, what we typically find is that a lot of times neighbors know somebody who might want to buy the house. And also two neighbors would like to know uh, what's going on with that home, because it does impact the value of your house. Uh, and so I have an invitation here for you for the first 45 minutes uh, for the open house. It's just for the neighbors. And in addition to that, I do have a one page little synopsis that I'd like to just give to you, just showing you how your home has been doing given the current market conditions. And, uh, and that's it. I really and, and again, thank you so much for taking the time today. I look forward to possibly seeing you to the open house. Feel free to share this information uh, with anybody else in the neighborhood. And uh, thank you so much and have a great day. And then I go on my way and I go to the next neighbor. And what you'll find is that 5% of the people you drop that off to, guess what they're going to do? They're going to walk in in that 45 minutes of that open house and guess what they're going to have in their hand? That one sheet that you gave them, they're going to say, hey, we have a question about this value, right? But that's how that goes. So enroll, acknowledge, and state who you are. And what that does is that allows a very pleasant engagement for the other person. So their scanner doesn't go into I'm in danger, I'm in danger, I'm in danger. And that's called the human scanner, right? So the next one, I want to talk about uh, frequency. And what I mean by that is the world doesn't speak in, in words. The world actually speaks in frequency. And so how many of you have been, uh, have been uh, driving your car or doing something and a name pops into your mind, right? Let me ask you this. What do you do with that? How many of you really quickly write that name down into your day planner and say, hey, phone call, handwritten notes? 
right? How many of you do that? And that's called preloading. Well, why did that person pop into your head? That person popped into your head because a frequency was sent to you from that person. That person was actually thinking about you. And, and, and I may have skeptical listeners on this uh, podcast today. I get it. But here's what I'm going to tell you. Uh, nine times out of 10, if you were to pick up that phone right then and call that person, what you're going to find, right, what you're going to find is they would say, oh, my gosh, that's so strange. I was just thinking about you. In fact, this happened with me not too long ago. My dear friend, Bill Feldman. Uh, I was just driving. I thought about him. So I picked up the phone and called him. He says, oh my gosh, speak of the devil. I was just thinking about you. I was just talking about you, right? And so how many of you are taking advantage of that? You know, when you think about somebody, pick up the phone and give them a call. And when you give them a call, you can simply say, yeah, I got to tell you, I was just, I was just driving along and your name just popped into my head. And I just thought to myself, I haven't talked to you in a while. I want to catch up. They say, oh my gosh, I'm so glad you called. We were just thinking about you. So frequency is critical. So I want you to think about that. So that's the next one. So how many of you, right? So number six on here is frequency. Okay, let's talk about number seven. Number seven is quality, right? We're going to call it quality of communication. And what do I mean by that? Well, uh, a lot of times, and, and, I'm, and for those of you that are in real estate right now, let's say you're representing a seller and you've got a listing. How many of you have received offers from the buyer's agent that just were emailed to you and then all communication was either text or email and there was no phone calls? That is poor communication, right? That is very poor communication. Um, and, and, and shame on that buyer's agent because you know what? That is a disservice to their buyer. That is a huge disservice to their buyer. And by the way, vice versa, if you're a listing agent and you're not picking up the phone and having conversations, shame on you. That's a disservice to your seller, right? That is a disservice to your seller. And I, and I have a lot of people that go, well, you don't understand. It's really busy right now. I mean, we have all these offers. I get it. But guess what? I coach agents that do understand. And they make it a point to talk and pick up the phone and build relationships. And you know what they're doing? They're thriving. They're thriving. And so I want you to think about that. But let's talk about the quality of communication. So when we do this, and, we, and this is actually covered in the Ninja Selling book, and we also teach this in Ninja, is if you think about words, let's start off with words. So words can be an email or a text, right? When I get a text or I get an email, they are just clearly words. That's all I see. Do you know that we have 7% understanding of what that truly is meant to mean? Because there's some things missing. So when I get an email or I get a text, how many of you have gotten an email or a text and you've taken it down the wrong path and it wasn't even meant, that, that wasn't the meaning behind it, but you didn't know that, all right? And, and the message was misconstrued. So now the next one is that if we add tone, pitch, and tempo, right? So, to, so my voice, you hear my voice, guess what? That takes on top of the 7%, it adds another 38% to the understanding. So when you can hear my tone, my pitch, and my tempo, your understanding jumps up. And that is the quality of phone conversations, right? When I, when I, you know, a lot of people say, well, I don't like voicemails. Well, you know what? I can get more understanding from a voicemail than I can from your text. I absolutely can. Then if we add body language, my eyes, my face, right? If I add body language, it adds another 55% to the understanding for a total of 100% understanding. And so let me give you an example. So my son, Jack, who's 18, he's in college, and there'll be times when he does not, he does not respond to my text. 
he does not right respond to me in any way, shape, or form. And so what I'll do is I will hold up my phone and do a video text to him, and I'll just say simply this, Jack, this is your dad. Give me a call. And I'll say it like that. Jack, this is your dad. Give me a call. Do you notice my assertive voice? And what I find is that very, very quickly, my phone rings, and he typically says this, Dad, what's wrong? I say, you know, Jack, nothing's wrong. I just wanted to talk with you. Well, you sounded like you were upset. What happened there is that because of the tone and the pitch and the assertiveness, it created an emotion in my son that caused him to take action. And too many times what we think is a text or an email is going to cause somebody to take action. There is no feeling. There is no emotion in words. Emotion happens with tone, pitch, and tempo, and body language. So I want to ask all of you, how many of you are using you know, face-to-face and voice-to-voice as the main form of your communication. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to demonstrate this to you in a little scenario. So I'm going to have a sentence. So let's say that there's, this, there, there's, a, uh, there's a, a little court case going on and there's a squabble going on over somebody who walked their dog and there's a witness on the stand and they have a sentence that they say, and I want you to listen to this and, and you can even close your eyes. So if I got this in a text, right? And the text would just said, I didn't say he walked his dog. That was the text. Do you know that that sentence actually has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven different meanings? And I'm going to demonstrate this to you. And you might want to close your eyes while I do this, but listen to this. Here we go. And I'm going to show you how this works just by using tone pit or tempo and tone. So I didn't say he walked his dog. 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 Do you see the difference? There's seven different meanings in that one sentence. Yet we think we can be effective negotiators, effective communicators in text and email. And here's what we call text and email. We call it the faceless other. So my challenge to all of you listening to this podcast today is how many of you are putting down the phone and not, or putting down the text, putting down the email, not doing that, and grabbing the phone or requesting even, even a Zoom call where we turn the videos on. Why do we want to see each other when we're doing Zoom? Because we have effective communication, right? So think about those. So let's review. Uh, the first one we talked about, number one, was switch your mindset from relationship to transaction. Number two, listen for pain and pleasure. Number three, who has the time of possession? Are you providing value? Number four, give them significance. Number five, provide something of value that you can give to them that makes them feel great because we are equity sensitive beings and understand the three-step greeting, enroll, acknowledge, and state who you are. That allows the human scanner not to be turned on. Understand the power of frequency. When somebody's thinking about you, you will feel it, act upon it. And number seven, the quality of communication using phone and face-to-face over text and email. All right, everyone. Hopefully you found this helpful. Uh, make some comments. Uh, share this if you would, please. Again, I want to thank you for listening to our podcast. Our goal is to help you build better relationships, have a better work-life balance, uh, and provide as much value as you can to your clients. So thank you again for listening. And as we always end these, uh, be awesome and help somebody and make it a great day.
we hope you enjoyed our podcast. We want to thank you so much for taking the time to listen. If you found it useful or helpful, please feel free to share it and also give us a rating. Also, if you think that Windermere Coaching might be right for you, please feel free to just look us up at windermerecoaching.com. And we'll end by saying this, be awesome and help someone. Make it a great day.